Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini. Good morning and welcome out to a live, uh, the Sports Mix on set. Or uh, what are we, live? <laughs> I don't know what we're calling this, guys, but uh, we're live here from the Martin on the road. Football on the road. The sports mix on the road for uh, your Friday, June 16th. We're on the road to the Martinsburg Football 7-on-7s. Seven a lot of teams out here. We're expected in the next few moments to be joined by a new Martinsburg, returning Martinsburg head football coach, David Walker. There he is. As he walks up the steps here, we'll throw him on the headset. We'll just uh, start it like this, I guess. So once we get him in, uh, how are you today, coach? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing all right now that the uh, rain is kind of holding off for a yeah. little bit. But just tell us a little bit about uh, what teams you guys have here today and what's going on out there. Well, uh, the local teams other than us is uh, Spring Mills, a Musselman, uh, Jefferson. Uh, then we have uh, Loudon Valley, uh, Turner Ashby, uh, and then uh, Sharando, uh, James Wood. So, you know, pretty good locals and regional. Guys. Yeah. We got some guys from all over, but uh, pretty good group. Uh, I think we got 13 teams. We it last, includes B teams as well. We last talked to you on the air about a month ago, you know, right after it was announced that you were coming back. Uh, what's the last month been like where you're trying to reacclimate to the area? I've been busy moving. <laughs> I hate moving. I've moved like five times in the last three years, different houses and stuff. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad to just be settled in and not have to make the trip anymore back and forth but uh as far as football goes uh, i've just been coming and uh i think we've had three or four practices that that i've, that I've been able to be here and just getting acclimated back with the guys and you know observing and seeing what they're doing seven on seven it's not real football but you get a chance to see some of your skill guys and then the linemen had their uh, lineman thing earlier so uh what are you hoping to see from the guys today and uh, yeah you know, i just i, I just want to see them compete uh let's have fun compete uh, and, uh, you know, just play hard. Uh, it's You know, you're right. It's not real football, but the, the players enjoy it, and they like going out and playing and throwing around. But uh, for me, it's just making sure guys line up right and they're competing and, and uh, you know, having fun. What are uh, kind of some of the things that you as a coach, you know, we, we've seen you kind of walk around, you know, watch other teams. What are kind of the things that you would get to do today when you don't have a regular practice compared to that? Well, like for me, what I'm doing today is just kind of observing, uh, take a few notes uh, just of, of our own team. I really, I mean, I'll, I'll watch a little bit of somebody else, but I really don't pay a lot of attention to the other teams. But uh, for me, I just want to see our guys, see how they react, see how they react to adversity, see how they react when they do something good and making sure that uh, everybody's, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. With you now returning, yes, some of the kids here knew – of you, obviously, your legacy and growing up, uh, coming to games and I've coached getting a couple of brothers and stuff, so I know them you. through those roots. But what is it like, I guess, for you to kind of have to introduce yourself almost in a way all over again to these kids? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, kids are they're, they adapt pretty well, so I don't think it's really a big deal uh, to most of them. I think the big thing for me is I'm, I've, I've been used for the last three years looking at 22, 23, 24 year old men practice and play, so. For me, it's just 
looking out and just reminding myself that these guys are, you know, 16, 17 years old uh, just in their development and the things they do. But, uh, I, you know, as far as the kids, I, I don't I don't think it's a big deal. They're, they just want to play and have fun. Where do you kind of go from uh, here in terms of the off season and getting ready for uh, kickoff and – I, I, I think, the, yeah, I think the big thing for us is just you know steady work in the weight room. I mean, those guys and, and Coach Sherman and Coach Lance, those guys, they did did a great job with these kids over the winter, and got to continue that over the summer, and and just get guys, uh, you know, staying busy. And we have a lot of guys going to camps and things of that nature. So this will more than likely be our last seven on seven deal today, and then uh, you know we'll have another week or two here in June, and then three weeks that we're able to do stuff in July. So it's going to be mainly uh, just some individual skill development um, and then, you know, just lifting weights and conditioning is a big thing. But we, we will bring guys out and do some individual skill stuff. And, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that some guys are going to camps. Uh, but for you, you've been on the other side of, of that kind of thing with recruiting. It's a big summer for a lot of guys. Rashad Reed's gotten two D1 offers in the past few days. How big of a summer is it for a guy like that? I mean, you didn't necessarily get to coach him last year, but you obviously – know who he was and know what he did for this team. What's the summer mean to him where he's get the opportunity to showcase his abilities and, you know, be able to go to college and get it paid for? Hopefully? Well, I, I think his hard work is paying off, and, and he's really uh, an outstanding young man. And uh, I'd, I'd met him last year when I come up here, and on the other side of it is on the recruiting part of it. And I watched his film, and uh, he, he's he's really good. He's one of the best defensive linemen I've seen on film for a while. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's getting uh, – getting the rewards and, and I think he's going to get uh, even more attention as uh, as the year goes on but uh, you know I think the thing with camps is just you know being in the right place at the right time picking the right ones to go to and uh, you know I've told kids the, the big thing that gets you recruited I mean yeah you, you need to do well at camps and stuff they want to see you in person but you got to have great film and you got to have great transcripts and your kids academically you got to be in a good a good place so uh, and I don't think you know people talk about the academics part of it enough um, academically your grades are, are are so important more important the most important thing and uh, I think with, with that if you're academically in a good place and uh, you know you have good film you're going to get recruited is he here today Rashad yeah I wasn't yeah. sure with his yeah, schedule he was, how yeah he was down on the uh, on the uh, doing the big man stuff all right yeah. so maybe later on in the show we have to get him on who are some other guys that uh you guys have here today since you have a a team and a b team uh i mean our 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 normal cast of guys i mean murph and uh and cash and uh, uh buzz uh Surratt. i mean there's so many i hate naming kids because i always leave yeah. somebody out yeah sorry for get upset so don't put me on the spot like that <laughs> apologize there i'll remember that <laughs> so, now uh, for yeah but we have, on, i but. mean we have a lot of we have a lot of really good players i think there's some guys that um their 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 status has has risen. I, I've watched a couple guys that maybe last year, maybe were JV guys that I think are going to make some noise uh, this fall. But yeah, I'm not a big name dropper. Uh, I, I like to see all of our guys work hard and uh, and then you know Friday night uh, you'll 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 know who they are for and sure. On a team that you guys have, it's you know it's a lot of seniors get the recognition the year prior. How do you see? You just mentioned a lot of JV guys. How does that kind of come into like this time of year? Like hey, you got to tell them this is a big time for them to make their name known so they can you know be able to get into get on the field in the fall well i mean the thing that i notice that i look for i, I want to see effort i want to see you compete i, I want to see you, your body language is big i think college coaches are definitely 
you know, they recruit character as well. So you have to be a good teammate. You have to have good body language. Um, and I look, I look for guys just their effort. You know, obviously guys are going to make plays, but I want to see who's working hard. I want to see what guys are doing when they don't have the ball, you know, things of that nature. So, And there's all things that maybe you know, a lot of people don't talk about, but there's things that uh, college coaches are looking at that stuff. Maybe a little bit too early to answer this question, but uh, obviously Ezra's gone, so you'll need to find somebody to throw the ball consistently. Is it going to be Murphy, or do you know yet? I mean, right now Murphy is throwing the ball really well, um, and I think he's only going to continue to progress, but he's got a really live arm. Uh, I was really impressed. It, it surprised me. I, I wasn't expecting him to throw the ball as well as what he did because he's known as a runner because, you know, Coach Sherman – Never really let him throw the ball before. <laughs> so, uh, now watching him, he throws the ball really well. And, uh, and Coy Fagan really has, has gotten better. He looks pretty good, too. So, those two guys are, are both uh, looking really, really good right now. I was going to say Coy Fagan. And, you know, he's the guy that's getting all the buzz this summer across the state as, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the state. But you've got a guy there like Murphy who is, you said, he's got a live arm. So, it's going to be. Or, you know, it's a little too early probably to say this, but are you guys going to keep the typical two-quarterback system this year? Uh, I mean, I, right now I would say probably not. I mean, I think Coy will take reps at other positions. I, he's a really good athlete and he can run, so he's got to be on the field somewhere. So I can see Coy playing receiver, playing some running back, and taking some reps at quarterback. Uh, but I think with what I've seen with Murph, he's he's showing that he can take uh, every snap. I think last year he may have had some health issues or something. He had some nagging injuries, but – Hopefully he's healthy and, um, and and can have a really solid senior campaign. No, we're going to talk a lot about this through the oncoming months going into the season, but I guess looking at the schedule starting off with a kind of showcase game in Ohio against a team from Canada and then now with conference games going towards the end of the season, what are you excited about now with your first year back? Playing under the lights, is even though the first game is a Saturday afternoon game, but uh, I, I missed Friday night lights. I've been at the college game the last three years playing on Saturday afternoons. and um, you know, We had one night game on a Thursday night, but I, I think I, just the, the whole atmosphere, uh, especially at home, a Martinsburg game at home on a Friday night has is, is always got a lot of energy to it. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think it will be exciting to be back a part of again. Fun question, I guess. Weird question, maybe. How is it to you know be on this field and look up and see your name on that press box? I've been asked that a couple of times, and and it's it's weird. It's it's odd. I was uh, I I've not thought about it a whole, but I, it, it's in my mind a little bit, especially since I've been up here a lot and I look at you know I I mean I don't know. I try to try not to think about it. I try to you know not. You know, I'm not comfortable talking about it to be honest with you, but uh, it's it's an odd thing. So uh, I, I made a joke when when all that went down. I'm like, well, I'm blessed because you know for, to have that happen. But usually, when you name something after someone, it's usually after they've died. So to still be breathing and have something. So I, I feel very blessed. But no, I, I mean, it's you know, it's not a it's not a big deal. But uh, it's not something I think about a lot. But uh, when I get put on the spot, it's 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 kind of an odd thing. Sounds like what Matt Miller said when he got his booth named after yeah. him at the end of his tenure with us. But uh, thanks for the time, and hey, no uh, look forward to speaking with you as the season or as the season gets going. Yeah. Look forward to it. Appreciate you guys. We'll step aside for a two-minute break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll see if we can get another interview or uh, talk more. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. 
With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, Go Bulldogs! The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Featuring a few EPAC teams, Spring Mills, Musselman, uh, Jefferson, as well as Martinsburg. Uh, And uh, while we have some time here, let's just kind of talk some sports here. As uh, we'll talk a little baseball, we got last late last night the uh, Class AAA All-State team was released for baseball by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. First team included pitcher Lane DeLauder of Hedgesville, infielder Braylon Connor of Hedgesville, outfielder Kyle Lohr of Musselman. Our, the second team selection was one from the EPAC. That was catcher Caleb Fletcher of Jefferson. Honorable mentions Baden Hartman of Musselman, Mike Lupus of Martinsburg, Riley Morgan of Jefferson, Jackson Ruest of Hedgesville and Cam Moore and Colin Reed of Washington. It's on the All-State team. I, you know, I think there might have been a snub in there. Yeah, I was trying to look at it earlier, but just haven't had the uh, time yet today. So hearing all those names for the first time when you just mentioned them. But, yeah, you would have liked to maybe see a little bit more representation from the area, but the kids that were named there uh, definitely deserve it, I feel like. Yeah. so. Still I think overall, maybe gotta be happy, the but... honorable mention, I was expecting you know, yeah. maybe an honorable mention to make the second team. Yeah. Uh, you said that was AAA or just the entire the state? The AAA all-state okay. team. Because if it's just AAA, then the EPAC should definitely have, you know, a good representation if you're going throughout the entire state. You know, it's kind of hard to Yeah, I was expecting judge. maybe Jordan Canby to get a honorable mention on there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Kyle Lohr, big ups to him as he'll be back next year. He's already on the first team. Yeah, he's a great player. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talented guys in this conference and uh, – not really surprised to see those names on the All-State 
You mentioned Camby. I think he had a little bit of a down year hitting uh, that probably held him off of the team. But well, Remember, he did get know. hit by a pitch ten times, so he got free yeah. bases. He did get on base quite a bit, and uh, obviously you know, he's having a great summer too. So uh, excited to see what he does throughout the summer. Uh, but I think, I think he had a little bit of a down year compared to what people maybe expected from his average at least. Uh, but, you know, I mean, a lot of talented kids. I think Jordan's a talented kid as well. Um, you know, excited to see or just, you know, excited for those guys that they were able to make those teams and uh, continue to, you know, watch the post-14 season. Good yeah. win last night for those juniors. Yeah, we'll talk about that here now. It's a 13-3 to victory over Boonesboro post-10 juniors for the Berkeley post-14 Hornets. And uh, it was really Isaac Grove at the top. I mean, it was it was hitting by almost everybody on the team, but Isaac Grove at the top of the lineup goes 3-for-3 three three with two RBIs. Ben Reisenweber, after a, you know, a solid 3-for-3 three three night the night before with a home run, goes 1-for-3 with two RBIs. Uh, Braylon Edwards goes 2-for-3, four runs scored. Brett Pedersen goes two for three with two RBIs. Connor Smith two for two with two RBIs. Sven Dupree two for two with or two for four with two RBIs. Lopez goes one for three with an RBI. Uh, Earhart has a an RBI. Wilt has an RBI, but it was really Grant Henderson, uh, you know, minus you know the that first inning really. Uh, he really. Lockdown pitching. He went five innings, only allowed seven hits, three runs, two of those earned while striking out six, going 86 pitches, and then Jack Gross comes in for the one inning, get, strikes a guy out. Yeah, and you mentioned Grove at the start of that going three for three, but he was got to add in. Too. He just, he's newly at the top of the he, lineup. He's newly in the, the top of the lineup, but not only did he go three for three in his five at-bats, he actually reached base all five times yeah. because you got to remember that he was walked twice as well and came around to score in those times too. So it was great to have him at that leadoff spot, Weber right behind him to get a few RBIs. And then, yeah, as you mentioned with Henderson, he was lights out all season long. The first time he gave up any runs was uh, that first inning, and it was his, I believe, third start, fourth appearance in a game. So the fact that he's been really solid for the Junior Horns this year is a bright spot in a very bright up-and-down squad for the 17U team. So it's been kind of in the past two games, though, the offense starting slow, still there, but then exploding as yeah. of late. I mean, they were down 7-1 to one two days ago against Bedford, had to come back to win. That's still a great win. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But it's been the later innings was the point that I was trying to make, that when it comes to them – figuring out their timing to see a true explosion of the offense. How about the well, big stat that you pull out of this, though? Sorry to interrupt you. You're good. Big stat here is not once while batting. Yep. That's the biggest stat, I think, of the night is that, you know, a junior team doesn't strike out once. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing with the senior team. They didn't really get going until the sixth inning mm-hmm. the other night. So uh, I think the part of that, you know, is you haven't seen these pitchers before. You don't really know what to expect from them. They're from other areas, so it uh, may take a few at-bats to get your offense going. But I think the big takeaway that I had from the junior game last night is the two high schools that are representing the majority of that team, Martinsburg and Washington, expect big things from them next year. I think both those teams could be uh, where they were, what, four and five this year in the EPAC. I think in terms of the final rankings, we could see them one and two next year for all we know. Yeah. I mean, based on all the young talent that is there and, and coming back, uh, Jefferson's got some guys on that team, and obviously the Cougars are going to be the Cougars. Uh, you know, Musselman has lost a lot, but still brings back Boyles, Lore, and uh, Myers. So, I mean, that's 
big three guys to bring back there. And then, of course, we know Hedgesville will be competitive. You know, the EPAC baseball is going to be tough, but Washington and Martinsburg playing this summer, with a lot of their young guys on that junior team, I think is going to make them better and, and potentially get them into a position where we're talking a lot about them next year. Yeah, 9-3 and three now on the season is that Junior Legion team. They're at Waynesboro in Pennsylvania post-15 tonight. Uh, but the big thing this weekend is the Senior Legion's tournament that begins tonight. We'll have the coverage starting around 4.45 for the 5 p.m. first pitch as post-14 takes on the Westlawn Owls in the Berks County PA American Legion baseball system. Then tomorrow they'll take on Westminster post-31 at 4.30. And then Sunday's games will be seeded based upon uh, how Saturday's games go. But it's it's a big weekend for post-14, I think, uh, if you can, you know, coming off winning the uh, Woodback Classic in Morgantown last weekend, if you could have another good weekend, uh, you could win your own tournament in the first year of its existence. And we learned last night that, uh, you know, this is kind of, this tournament's kind of trying to a trial tournament for the state tournament next year that could potentially be held at P.O. Faulkner. Yeah, Trip Tobin, when joining us on last night's broadcast, kind of sprung that one upon us as a surprise and asked him that if that was breaking news. He's like, yeah, I knew for a little bit, but just haven't really announced it yet. I don't think it's been official yet. It hasn't been official probably. I I didn't really ask too much because we're on the air still focused on the game, but it's great to see that this is step one of getting to show off a beautiful place to play baseball at P.O. Faulkner. So this is just a little bit, even though it's still a huge tournament, a trial and error process for what's yet to come next year when they get to host the state tournament for Legion. Yeah. Got anything, Nick? Wasn't sure. No, not really. Just it's going to be a fun tournament, though. Yeah. Um, 5 o'clock today. Yeah, I wasn't 5 sure o'clock if today. 4.45 will go on with the pregame coverage. Uh, but how about this? Let's step aside now for another two-minute break. When we come back, we'll hear talk some uh, NBA as we get breaking news here. Two breaking news stories this morning. Uh, we'll talk about that, or maybe we'll be joined by a, uh, a player or a coach. From I'm one not of these sure what teams. time because I was texting with Coach Brian Thomas and Musselman. He said that they were playing right now, and he'd come right after that. That was at 11:19, so I wasn't sure if that just ended. Should be wrapping up, be up pretty here soon, I would think. Pretty shortly to because they were on join us. So the grass field, correct? Yeah. So we'll uh, step aside for a two-minute break. We come back. We'll either be joined by Coach Thomas, or we'll talk some NBA as uh, a big suspension comes down and. Uh, a legend selling a majority stake in his in the team that everybody's known he owns. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim? 
auto accident or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We're live from the Martinsburg Football 7-on-7s seven featuring uh, the Jefferson Cougars, Spring Mills Cardinals, and Musselman Appleman along with the Bulldogs as uh, we're kind of trying to schedule some coaches' interviews here. They've, they've moved things around with the storms this morning. It was supposed to start at 9.30. So things have been moved around this morning. Uh, so maybe not necessarily where we were supposed to be schedule-wise that we had gotten yesterday and kind of started to plan out our interviews. Um, also, I think I see Ezra Bajan down there. Yeah, I wasn't sure who all was That's in attendance right there. helping out. Because you know what he's wearing? A Chicago Bears jacket. Ah, yeah, that is a pretty dead giveaway for yeah. <laughs> the Bajan family in their Bears gear now as well, it looks like, uh, Tyson is um, – in Chicago, getting ready to... Martinsburg's taking on Jefferson right now on your screen. I believe that's Jefferson. That's, so. Yes, correct. As I was sent the Murphy Clement on schedule earlier. Yeah, so I saw him throw here. TV Look right here. We'll, we'll commentate this throw, Colin. Murphy Murf- rolling out to his right, and that's to Cash Gideon. Was that Cash or Surratt? I, I believe it's Cash, because Cash was number six last year, yeah. and Surratt was number one. So with Cash now being back on the team, I'd believe that he'd go back to wearing number six. Pretty interesting here, though, uh, the seven-on-seven. And, you know, kind of all the, you know, nothing against Coy Fagan, but he got all the recognition as supposed to be the top quarterback at Martinsburg. But, you know, from hearing from Coach Walker, it appears they're going to go with Murph as his arm has improved from last year. Definitely, I think that first, you know, coming back from that Liz Frank injury was definitely hard uh, because, you know, it's your first running. It's going to get to you. You remember what game wasn't he? Kind of had a he had a breakaway run and then he kind of had to come out after that. Are you talking about the ninety eight year Musselman? Yes, he had to come out Figured. of the game after that. That is correct. He did have to come out of the game, but and it was at that point pretty much a uh, pull away for the Bulldogs. At that yeah, but point. I that think was really a big yeah, turnaround. I think that another point. year after this, you know, rehabbing from this injury is definitely going to help. But the fact that he can do it all now is not only going to help the Bulldogs this year, but it's going to help his prowess to go in college. As he's already got a Division one offer. From Old Dominion that we know of, and uh, you know more can be coming. Uh, you know, last year went to that prospect camp at Michigan, won those cleats. Um, you know, he's he's got his work cut out for him this year. Yes, he does. Not only was it the Liz Frank injury that he had to come back from, you still got to remember Ezra was there at quarterback That's too, true. so it was really hard for Murphy to really get to use that quarterback arm of his when you also have Ezra right next to you that 
for the most part, had a better arm last year, and we'll see how much of an improvement Murphy has brought to his game in that, because that was his focus last year. We talked to him about it over the offseason once he was recovering from that Liz Frank injury, was, yeah, since I couldn't really use my feet that much, I was really working on my arm strength to get to the point where hopefully he is now to be a elite quarterback in the state and somebody that, for some reason, people are forgetting exists at Martinsburg. Yeah, just threw a nice touchdown, so... Uh, things are definitely looking good for Murphy, and that's good to see. I think it'll be interesting to see how Jefferson does again this year. Uh, had a great run last year in the state tournament. Um, certainly have a lot of talented guys still returning for this next season. They'll lose, obviously, uh, Evan Toole, a few of their receivers, but we'll have a few guys coming back as well. So, um, you know, the, court, the Cougars should, again, continue to be trending upward. Over the last three years, had a great season uh, two years ago with Sammy Roberts at quarterback. Had a good season last year, and I think they'll be toward the top of the EPAC again this year. Yeah, and, you know, when you talk about Jefferson, Dylan Herrick, the quarterback, you know, they were kind of at this point last year, and Coach Hunter didn't really know the direction he was going to go in a quarterback, really not even until the first game, and then even then into the season where he made some changes, and obviously he comes out with Herrick, and, Herrick ranked as the sixth best receiver in the state of West Virginia. Receiver. Or, excuse me, quarterback. I was very yeah, confused. I was about to say, that's Sorry. a surprise to me. I was like, are they ranking <laughs> receivers as quarterbacks? Huh? Sixth best quarterback in the state. Uh, Coy Fagan ranked the 11th best quarterback in the state. No Murphy come in on there. You see Max Anderson ranked the 14th Ooh. best. Uh, well, there you go from Herrick, I think. That yeah. might have been him throwing a beautiful dime for Jefferson over the top of Musgrove and not sure who that was too, but we'll talk a little bit about Jefferson. Was it Keyshawn Robinson? I, I I couldn't tell. I see him out there. I think. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. But uh, you know, talking about Max Anderson, we won't get to see him today. He announced on Twitter yesterday he's at a prospect camp at Pikeville in Kentucky, so he's not here today. But a guy that we'll hear from, you know, Coach Thomas once we get him on is their transfer quarterback, I believe, coming from Williamsport, Maryland. Eli Fleming, who has, from all accounts, you know, kind of looked good in, in uh, you know, team activities. But uh, we'll see how much of a stride that he makes if we're able to see him on this field today or hear from, from uh, Coach Thomas. But that's an interesting situation down there because we thought it was going to be the backup from last year that was a freshman that was kind of going to be the guy who saw some time uh, when Hartman had to come out of the game and, and was not playing there for a little bit. Uh, but... It's, they've turned to a transfer. Transfer comes in from out of state and, uh, you know, right timing for the Appleman. And for them, it's kind of could be a plug and play. Yeah, it might Because they have the be. receivers. They have the receivers there. They have the, you know, the tight end, the running back. You know, they have that there. And it could be plug and play for them this season. Yeah, it's going to be tough, though, because not only, as you mentioned, they lose Hartman at that quarterback spot. you got to remember, I believe they lose Ray Adamas as well. That is true. So when your number one receiver is also gone, and they were one of the best combinations in the state of West Virginia last year, and we talked about that all season long, you're now losing your starting quarterback and your number one target. So you got to have to have a lot of guys if you're the Appleman. Logan Shelton Step being up. one of them. Shelton being one of them. Wollaston. Potentially on the offensive side, we got to see him a good bit up until the injury be, on the he's a tight defensive end. side. I mean, he's I, I think so too. End. It'll be still to get targets to him because he's one of the talented players on that Appleman team. So 
it's going to be interesting to see how they do because we know two years ago they had that losing season for the first time. Um, they had the chip on their shoulder last year, returned to one of the more powerful teams in the state, still didn't maybe reach the goal that they wanted to, which is always a state championship, but still had a very solid season at Musselman. So it's going to be different this year. I still expect them to make the playoffs, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we will have to wait and see by the team. In Jefferson, let's talk about them a little bit more. I mean, just Keyshawn Robinson, Herrick to Keyshawn Robinson could be explosive this year. Could be that Hartman to Adamas that we saw last year. Yeah, it could be. I think or Coach, that, that Bajan to Jameer Hunter. I think Coach Hunter uh, is definitely got to be excited about the group he has returning because of all the question marks they had last year and still had a good season. Um, so I think, you know, you, you got to be excited. They got some experience in the postseason last year again. So um, Let's not forget about their running back. Yeah, Evan Toole, I, I mentioned no. he's gone. Transferred in from Washington, Rodrigo Delgado will be their it's running true. back. So yeah. they've got a pretty good running back coming in after losing, you know, the, probably the best running, one of the best running backs they've had in school history. As he, I believe he broke the career rushes mark last year for rushing yards in a career. Uh, but, you know, when you add Rodrigo Delgado to that mix, I think that's huge for Jefferson to just kind of plug and play once again, you know, a team that can plug and play guys. Yeah, get another weapon for the Cougars offense. Uh, certainly doesn't hurt. So, you know, it should be interesting. And, of course, there's teams not here today that will be competitive as well. Hedgesville, uh, Washington, trying to rebuild under head coach Terry Ray. So, and it should be another good year of EPAC football. We saw, what, four teams make the playoffs last year. So, I think there's a good possibility we could see four again this year. That would be amazing because it was for the first time four teams went in a long time out of this area. So to have a quarter of the teams from the Eastern Panhandle representing in the state playoffs would be a another tremendous accomplishment if that were to be. But looking I mean, forward think, to the season. I think Martinsburg obviously is pretty much a lock. Jefferson should probably be there again. Uh, I think the wild card in all this Wilson is. And Hedges will, I think, have a good chance. Well, Jefferson's the wild card in all this. I mean, not Jefferson, excuse me, Hedgesville. Yeah, I was going to go a different back. direction. Or Spring Mill. I think Spring That's Mill. the direction I was about Look, to go. I We're talking the final, wild card, a team that didn't make the final spot Sorry. is going to come down to Hedgesville Spring Mills. Because mm. I don't know if Pretty you much get all. Last year. Yeah, but I don't think you get five teams in. Probably not. No, I don't think you're going to have five teams in. it's going to come down like it did last year. But, you know, we know Spring Mills. They're growing. They're a team. And what was it? At the end of the season, the last game that we had university in Spring Mills, was it uh, Coach – uh, Coach told you, we're not going to make excuses anymore. Yeah. I think he told you that exact quote. After this season, we're not making more young excuses anymore. Yep, and that's why I was going to say, and I thought that you were going to say originally, that's the wild card, a team that just barely missed last year because of that game losing to university at the end of the season. As you said, they're, they're not the young guys anymore. You got both the Andersons out there. You got guys that – since their freshman year because of how young that entire roster was, are now juniors, having to continue to play, have that varsity experience. So I think now's the time that the expectations need to be set. It's playoffs or bust for the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are the wild card to make the playoffs, but I think Hedgesville's the wild card to potentially jump Jefferson and Mossman. Okay. 
That's a I good, like the sound yeah. of that. I think I want to see how everything's got there because it seems like they have a lot of guys, but how are they going to utilize those guys? That's my biggest question is, you know, you see those two transfers they get in. They get in Aiden Fleming from Martinsburg, and then they get in Gavin Young from Berkeley Springs. Gavin Young making the jump up from double-A AA to triple-A uh, to, you know, join that receiving core, DeMonte Martin, uh, you know, in the likes of, of those guys. How is that going to go? I mean, where are you going to go running back-wise necessarily there? I think that'll be an interesting take. Supposedly Aiden Fleming. Here and there. Here and there. I don't know how much it would be him. I mean, he, you look but at his I size. Think, I think the thing that? is how much. Yes, he did. How much of a step up are we going to see Dalton Harper make, uh, you know, from him being in that game where Jackson Ruest got hurt and Ruest ended up playing receiver there for a little bit. How much of a step up are we going to see from year one to year two for him when it comes to getting live reps in games? Because as your quarterback goes, I feel like your offense goes. 100%. Typically, like you have the targets, you have the weapons, but can your quarterback jump up to the level of these guys? Yeah, I mean, but how difficult will it be for him if the weapons are as good as we think they are? That's true. Because that was kind of the situation at Jefferson. They just needed a guy to be consistent with all the weapons they had last year, and they eventually found that with Herrick, and he now is taking the step of being a leader this year, being a, a big-time contributor, opposed to last year where he was just kind of coming in and and working with the already experienced, talented guys that were on that team. So um, it's a similar situation, for, I think, for Harper. He got a little bit of a run last year, played pretty well. Uh, you know, we know Martin's one of the best receivers in the state. Young could be one of the best receivers in the state in a few years. So um, I think, you know, that's two guys. We're not even with. mentioning Fleming, Xavier Kirk. Obviously, Xavier yeah. Kirk, we know. More of a defensive player, but can play on the offensive side as well and uh, probably will play more offense this year with, Tanner Matthew graduating, so that opens up a spot at receiver. Um, My one question is, the team we haven't talked about yet, and and it's a team of a lot of unknowns because they didn't come out to uh, that, that uh, thing that Martinsburg had about a month back, the college showcase kind of thing. They didn't come out to they – were, they weren't here this. Is What is Washington going to be next year, this season, upcoming under Terry Ray? And, and we know they're going to – open things up they're going to run or they're going to pass the ball more than they've run the ball get away from that old style offense that they were running under new head coach terry ray but it's a lot of unknowns about this washington team uh besides what i mean you got a couple guys returning on that team i think brock meadows returns and uh you know as a, as a guy that could be a leader on the team but we don't know a lot about them who's going to be their quarterback we don't know they lost their two best players from last year one to transfer and one to graduation so uh, plus their offensive lineman and warden. So, um, you know, from a skill perspective, not a whole lot of guys come back that you can really name and say this guy's going to be a big impact player in the EPAC this year. So uh, Washington's a team that is kind of unknown. We'll see what head coach Terry Ray does in his first year at Berkeley Springs. He had a good season, but they had a lot of talent. In his second year, they went 0-10. So, you know, it's hard to necessarily say that he's going to come in and, and – Bring this team to great success in year one, especially after a two and eight season, and then losing the talent that you did have that we knew about. Yeah, uh, we'll see if these young guys maybe step up. I mean, the key for Washington is they got to get more guys on the field. I, mean, I think they only had like forty guys on the roster. That's tough to win at the AAA level. I think it was thirty-five. Yeah, to be exact. Uh, so, you know, if you're not getting more guys out on the field, it's going to be tough for Washington, no matter 
who's playing because it's hard to keep up with these other teams when they have 50, 60, 70 guys on their roster. Yeah, I mean, the only other guy that I think we really know of from Washington is Isaiah Osafa-Mensa, who I believe is a kicker as well as a defensive lineman. So those are kind of the two guys that we know that are returning. You know, who are these going to be these guys? You know, I've seen them on Twitter uh, throwing their JV highlights up, but who are these guys that are going to make the jump for Washington? Where will Washington Kind of the biggest question in the EPAC, I think, is how much of an improvement are we going to see from those Patriots uh, with, you know, Glenn Simpson having resigned the position, Terry Ray taking it over. And it's a Washington school and athletic department that I think is trying to build itself back up. And, I, you know, I think we can see that under kind of the direction that they're going the last few years, I feel like. Yeah, it's going to be tough for us. To I mean, truly... your spring sports, your softball, your baseball kind of have been carrying you. Yeah, it's going to be tough, though, for us to Girls truly basketball. see how this team's going to be until we actually get to see them in person, and that probably won't be until we do another edition of EPAC All Access there. That is true. So That is returning for another year as we're excited to bring back EPAC All Access, the uh, fun that we had. We learned a lot from last year. Might do things a little bit different. Do our best. Uh, but uh, if you want to have any, you know, your your thoughts on the EPAC specific teams, let us know in the comments on Facebook. We'll step aside for a break. We'll come back. We'll go through some of the comments that you guys leave and uh, maybe be joined by a head coach. And uh, if not, uh, maybe we'll start talking about uh, this NBA news that has come out. But we'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on in to Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back here to Coburn Field. Spencer Puenick for Zelini Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Dylan Bishop back hang, or, uh, keeping us on the air in the studio. We're here live from Coburn Field with uh, the Sports Mix on location as we're at the Martinsburg 7-on-7s featuring not only the Bulldogs but the Cougars, the Appleman, and the Cardinals this year. As last segment, we kind of went through the EPAC. We've got you know a comment or two on Facebook. It seems like Tommy Beard said, I just hope the dogs get a 10-game. That's huge because they only have nine scheduled right now, and we thought they left a game to get it two games, but not a finalized yet or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we've seen it in the state. Cabell Midland has done it the last two seasons, I believe, has only Yeah, the, they're games. still trying. We know that for sure. They want to play ten games. It's just finding somebody to fill that week that they have vacant right now, even though, yes, they have two, but typically that last week of the season they like to use as their bye week to head into the playoffs. But for those wanting to uh, come out here, it's going on until, I believe, Four o'clock today. The sun's finally coming out. Hopefully, the rain stays I away. It's your first we chance. We might be to... joined by B. Tom coming up. I see him walking over here. Don't All know right. if he's coming here, but I can see him out the window. So, for those wanting to come see either Musselman, Jefferson, Spring Mills, or Martinsburg, as well as some teams from around the region, today's your chance. It's great weather now. Yeah. Uh, while we got some time, I think Coach Thomas is coming up here. Uh, the big news of the day, the NBA. The NBA has come down on John Morant. A 25-game suspension to start next year. He just released a statement, this in part from ESPN's notification. He says, quote, I realize how much hurt I've caused and prom- he, quote, end quote, and promises to be a better role model after receiving the 25-game suspension. Your thoughts on this suspension? Is it just? What, what do we think about this suspension? Well, I think it's hard to say exactly how long somebody should be suspended, uh, for something um, because, you know, saying one thing's better than the other still, you know, is a bad act to be waving your gun around. Um, so I think the, the big thing, though, is I hope John Morant learns from this since this is the second case of him getting this suspension for doing the same thing uh, because he's such a talented player. Uh, but eventually you have to, you know, learn to grow up, be a role model, take yourself out of these situations, put yourself around the right people, uh, and, you know, mature a little bit. So hopefully this time out uh, he matures and and becomes a better person after the suspension and doesn't go around and do these types of things because he is a very talented player, uh, and, you know, it would be a shame to have your career end because you can't act professionally, you can't act mature. Colin, your thoughts? My thoughts are, again, I hope he's learned his lesson, but it's hard to think that he did because we thought he learned his lesson the first time, and here we go. It's now a second time that it's happened on Instagram Live of him waving around a gun, and I'm not worried about his career ending. If that happens, it might be a positive for him. What I'm worried about is his life ending, something that is as dangerous as him being irresponsible with a weapon such as a gun is something very dangerous that could potentially lead to a life-ending situation for him or for somebody incidentally. As we're now joined by Coach Brian Thomas. So we'll get back to this topic a little bit later on, but welcome in. Be Tom now once he's ready to go. Let's have him back. It's been a while, Coach. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm great. Yeah, great. Good day after we get that rain out of here this morning. Yeah, it seems to turn into a nice day. Uh, it says your B team is out today. Mm. 
just letting some guys get some rest. Are they on trip recruiting trips potentially? Um, we're I'm actually leaving here in about ten minutes. Uh, we're going to Virginia Tech, so okay. our, um, a lot of our varsity guys are, are going to be. We're going to Virginia Tech, and we're taking some big men up there tomorrow too. So um, we're going to be at Virginia Tech tomorrow. So we're leaving tonight. Going to stay over the night. Have a nice little nice little trip. So this is a good opportunity for. Um, some of our guys that are number twos to, to get some reps today and just kind of gain that depth and work on that a little bit. Is that a team camp or seven on sevens? Seven on seven. Okay. Yep, seven on seven. And the big men will have kind of a challenge where they're doing like some one-on-one stuff and some different things. So, That'd be cool. Yeah, it'll be neat. It'll be fun. So with the guys here today, what have you seen from them? What have you liked? Uh, we've only played one game so far. Um, you know, just just need the repetition. You know, we're, we're still you know we're still here in June working on some stuff, so it's still kind of early on in the process. That they just need they just need the reps. You know, especially with our guys here today, a lot of them are twos. So you know, you, you want to get your ones and your twos equal reps. Uh, you know, at the same time, some of the twos don't get as many reps as the ones. So they just kind of need the repetitions. Um, and I, I think that's you know for for a purpose like today, that's a good thing that just let them continue to get. Uh, plays on the field, let them continue to kind of get a little bit of continuity with each other. And, uh, you know, for you, you lose a you know a few key contributors from last year, but you get a big uh, guy coming in from Maryland, your quarterback, yeah. Eli Fleming. He's, you know, shown some people, according to Cofields and Co., that he's ranked in the top in the state in quarterbacks. What are we going to learn about him this year? Who is he, you know, introduce the, the area to him? Uh, he's a quiet guy, but he's a very high uh, GPA guy. There was an argument last week of who had the highest GPA in the team, and he was pretty adamant that it was him. So um, <laughs> really smart kid. Uh, got a really big, strong arm, uh, really strong in the weight room. That's one of the first things I noticed about him is just uh, when we started lifting in the weight room, just um, you know his bench press numbers and his squat numbers. He's just a big um, – big thick quarterback you know kind of a big ben type um almost kind of just a a a big dude that can really stand in the pocket it's got a really strong arm uh and is very smart so you know anytime you get a get a kid uh that moves in especially at the quarterback position uh you you think about the timing and you think about all that stuff with the receiver so he's been working with the receivers working with our coaches kind of getting to know the offense a little bit and where everybody's going to be at so you know, a weekend like this weekend when we get to go to Virginia Tech is going to be good experience and good repetition from him. But, uh, yeah, he's just he's just a good kid. You know, he's a, I, to me, he's a prototypical muscleman type of kid because he just works hard. Um, you know, he, he, he doesn't talk a lot. He's pretty quiet, but he's a very hard worker uh, and really fits in with our kids. So that's – anytime you get a transfer, you get somebody new coming in. For me, teamwork such a big thing. So, you know, he's, a, he's been a really good teammate, and I think that's probably the most important thing. We mentioned with him now taking over that quarterback spot, you have also a guy in uh, graduation now, Ray Adamas, so you've got to replace your wide receiver number one as well. So who are some guys that you've really seen, even though it's been a short amount of time, I guess, stepping up trying to get into those roles? Yeah, we're pretty deep, um, actually. You know, we get Logan Shelton back, and Logan's made a lot of plays for us over the past two years. You know, he started as a sophomore and started again last year as a junior, uh, made some pretty big plays. So Logan's probably the name that uh, you recognize the most just because, you know, he, he's been there and done it before. Uh, Braden Miller, Braden made some plays last year for us. Uh, and really, Braden last year was a, was a, guy, was a, a number three guy. Ray got so much attention that there was a lot of times Braden just run wide open. And this year, uh, this year he'll get a little bit, little bit more attention, a little bit more coverage coverage uh but he runs really good routes uh isaiah beard is another kid he started for us last year defensively uh he's going to step up and make some plays uh troy wollaston you know you 
hear his name a lot of times with the sacks, uh, but he's been playing a lot of receiver for us. He played receiver for us last year some too, uh, and just, you know, towards – Toward the end of the year, he had the injury, so you know you didn't hear him offensively as much. But uh, you know, Troy's playing for us. Uh, Zach Miller, Zach's a kid that um, coming into the year probably was our um, probably you know was in the conversation for the front runner at quarterback. Uh, but Zach's just an athlete. Zach can play anywhere. So Zach's been getting reps at receiver. So we're actually really deep uh, in our, our passing game. Should be pretty good. So um, yeah, I, I feel really good about the receiver position. And it, it kind of started with Baden, uh, with you guys throwing the ball a lot more at Musselman, and now you get Fleming in there. You mentioned the receivers being very talented. What's that been like to kind of change the the offense to more of a passing offense at Musselman? Yeah, it's, you know, the game of football evolves a little bit, and you, can, you really have to kind of adjust to what you have. Uh, you know, we've had years where we've been – 90% run. Uh, and then we've had years, you know, like the year we went to the state semifinals and played Martinsburg here, um, and, and Trey Beers, our quarterback, we were about 50-50 that year. So it, it's you got to kind of adjust and take what you got. You know, having said that, probably our strength our football team is the offensive line. We get, we get all five of those guys back. So, you know, we're going to chuck it around some, but at the same time, uh, you know, we understand that, you know, we want to run the ball with those guys, and we want to rely on that. And we have three really good running backs. Our running back room is really crowded. Uh, Dalton Haynes, Blake Sanders, and Colton Shelton. So we have three really good running backs. So we, uh, we're we really deep across the board. So, yeah, we're going to pass the ball a little bit, at, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're still going to rely on the run game, and hopefully the two can kind of complement each other. What's this last few months been like for Wollston coming off that injury? We saw him get back in – and be able to kind of play at the end of the basketball season but not really get into be his full self. What have you seen when you've been able to get on the field a little bit? Man, he hasn't missed a beat. You know, he's just – Troy's such an energetic kid, and he's so excitable. Um, he brings so much energy, which is one of the reasons he's a really good football player. But he – you know, in our summer practices and some of our flex days, man, he hasn't missed a beat. He is – he's – he almost looks quicker to me off the ball. He's stronger, um, I think, this year than he was last year, which I think will help. You know, he, he's got to build that knee up and build some of the strength up. So, you know, Troy's the – Troy's probably the heart and soul of our football team. Um, you know, he, he's a he's a really good football player. So, I, I'm, I'm expecting big things from him this year. And, you know, a little too early to talk about your schedule, but – Schedule looks pretty good this year. You got, you know, Ladin Pally coming in Morgantown. You're going to go there. You got Cabell Midland on the road. A lot of teams are going to help you, uh, you know, get to where you want to be as a team this year. Yeah, I, you know, we, we really probably changed that over about four years ago where I said, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to load this thing up and we're going to be ready for the playoffs and what we do. Um, I, I think that's big, challenging yourself. Our EPAC schedule, I mean, our conference, you guys know that. It, it's good football. It's competitive football. And then you add on, you know, um, Hanley, Loudoun Valley, two out-of-state teams that are really good. And then, you know, out of, out of that, then you got Parkersburg, uh, Cabell Midland, and Morgantown, who are three of the – you know, three of the best programs in the state. Honestly, you know, they're they're maybe not the top three, but they're 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 up there, man. They're definitely in the top ten. So uh, our schedule's going to be tough, but at the same time, uh, that'll get us better for the long run. Were there any difficulties in trying to find these teams for this year once it was kind of established that all the conference games had to be at the end of the season now? Well, they said all the conference games are in the middle, but Jefferson and Spring Mills open week one. Do they, yeah, they <laughs> still? So okay. I was told they're moving them to the middle, but then. They weren't. They weren't all moved to the middle. If, you know, so, uh, so yeah, it was. It was tough. It was tough. It was. It was tough to find, the, especially those week 
those early games. It's tough to find week ones and week two. Because so. your, your two-year contracts had run out, so yeah. you were looking for new teams anyway. Right, yeah. But, but, you know, at the same time, we had to drop, like, a Bridgeport because the games got moved. I didn't want to drop Bridgeport. I like playing Bridgeport. We had to drop Wheeling Park, which was a great series for us. So, you know, you had to move around some of these games. You know, Sharando couldn't fit in. All three really difficult games, really tough teams that we had to, you know, we couldn't couldn't fit. So, yeah, it's 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 – it's definitely a headache getting a schedule, especially when you, you know, we, we regard ourselves as a pretty good football program. It's tough to, it's tough to find teams that want to play you because a lot of teams are, well, we don't, you guys won eight games last year. We don't want to play you. So it's tough to, it's tough to feel that sometimes. But, uh, you know, happy to be playing 10 for sure. I was going to say, uh, your team heading into last season, the big story was how do you stay healthy after a four and six year where you saw a lot of injuries and then you – make the playoffs, you return to where Musselman football is expected to be. Uh, what's the outlook for the guys this year? What, what is kind of the mindset of the team heading into this season? How do you go up from eight wins to nine, ten? Yeah, I mean, we we tell the kids all the time we want to be a championship-level team. I mean, that's that's the expectation, you know, is you respect every opponent that you play, but at the same time you don't fear anybody. You know, we, we've established a culture at Musselman where every game we feel like we're going to win no matter who we play. And that's just the mindset, the, the confidence that I think you have to have, uh, you know, from a coaching staff, from a from a player, from a team. Uh, like, like that's, that's just the, that's the mentality. So, you know, we tell the kids a lot, you know, we're not just, you know, five and five, six and four is not our goal. Our goal, you know, we want to be a championship level team. We want to win a state championship. So uh, just the, the, the confidence and the mindset and, and then the work ethic to go along with that. So, you know, that's that's the goal. And then we'll we'll keep continue to get better and hopefully reach that. Got one more question for you before we let you go. Uh, the new transfer rule in effect for one time free transfers. Is there any movement yet for your team, either in or out? And also just wanted to get your thoughts, I guess, about the rule in general. Um, yeah, good question. Um, you know, w- well, we got Fleming in. You know, he's, he's a trainer. His family moved. You know, they, and that's, that's kind of a different, I guess, probably a different scenario is, is you know, you're, you're moving into a new area and playing at a, at a different school. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really – hmm. It's, it's tough. It is it's, tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, every person has the right to do what they feel like is best for um, their son or the player has to do what's right that he feels for them within the rule. The rules are the rules. If you're not breaking the rules, then, you know, you, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I think of that about that as from a parent standpoint, too, from, from a parent that has a kid. You know, you want to do what's best for your kid. Um, at the same point, you know, a little bit of the old school in me tells me you, you were born in a district, you play in a district, and that's where you go. And that's, you know, hey, I live two minutes from Musselman High School. I'm going to play for Musselman High School. You know, it's, it's not all like that, especially the world that we live in. You know, um, it, I blame it. I blame everything we do. I blame on social media. You want me to get real deep in with you? This is this is the Kevin, How much time you got left? This is the Kevin Durant syndrome, if you want me to get real deep into it. LeBron started it, he, True, but Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Durant had OKC on the brink of being great, and then they lost to Golden State. And what he do? He went and joined Golden State. I think so, Dylan's back in the studio, uh, sure, cheering uh, you on, uh, giving you a standing <laughs> ovation right now. I mean, so you're making so, him happy. You know, you, the, the social media has really um, it, 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 it's good in a lot of ways, but it's also negative in a lot of ways because 
you know, everything trickles down. So pro sports, you see the super teams. Now in college, you see the NIL deals and you see people that transfer portal. And, and unfortunately, it's, it's everything in life has a trickle down effect. And now we're trickling down to high school sports a little bit. So, you know, me personally, I, I, I don't put a lot of stock into it because I'm going to coach the kids that I, got, that I have. I'm going to love them. Um, I'm going to coach them up and, you know, make sure we're all on the same page. So what happens outside of Muscleman football, a lot of that stuff I really don't have a lot of control on. If, if a kid wants to move in and a kid wants to transfer, you know, as a coach, if a kid wants to be there, for me, here's our team rules. Here's what we do. Can you fit into that? Even, you know, even I don't want to call Eli out, but Eli transferred in. Here's what we do. Here's how we go, you know get along with what we're doing and, and he's adapted and adjusted and fit in you know if a kid wants to transfer out we've had kids transfer out of muscleman and you know if, if you coach for the right reasons then you don't wish bad upon anybody you wish every kid succeeds and you want every kid to have a better life because that's what makes our world better so sounds like i'm, I'm getting in now see now i went into talking about kevin durant now it sounds like i'm preaching a little bit it's like i'm about to give a sermon up here so it is what it is man you know, every school is going to coach the kids that they have and coach them up the best that they can, and, and you know, hopefully it's it's the best for everybody at the end of the day. Musselman head football coach Brian Thomas, our guest. Thanks for the time. We'll step aside for a two-minute break on Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg will be back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, Go Bulldogs! The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back here to Coburn Field for Martinsburg 7 on 7. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we've got uh, the Sports Mix live on location 
for the seven-on-sevens. We've talked with uh, head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, returning head coach David Walker. Now we've talked with Brian Thomas, head coach of the Muscleman Appleman. That was a great conversation. Always it always is. is. It always is. It always turns into something that you're – it's not coach speak when it's talk with when you talk with Coach Thomas. No. I mean, he tells you how it is, and I think that's why uh, I think he's been one of the best coaches in the EPAC, uh, just a guy that, you know, I mean, he seems – Legit. Not that the other coaches aren't ever, but Coach Thomas is always going to tell us, you know, how he feels, and it's not going to be any I think anything the, uh, false. Kevin Durant syndrome was a great was a great analogy there. It, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He, he's always one hundred percent with you. Yeah. No, he is somebody that he won't beat around the bush. He's very direct, and you always get the best stuff. I feel like when you get to talk to him, and you learn a lot. All right, Colin. Have you? Uh, have we tried to get? Uh... Coach Sims on here? I texted him. No response yet, but we'll continue to try since we still have some time. What I'm looking forward to, though, is coming up in about 20 minutes or so, I believe at 1230, is the uh, tug-of-war contest where you, you gonna, get to see at the 50-yard line. play-by-play? Play? Tug-of-war? Haven't yeah, done we'll it. I mean, do play-by-play play for tug-of-war. I, I was thinking maybe we go, even though we don't know how the language will be down there, go down there with this uh, wireless mic to see what all we can get. Um, it's always fun getting to see the big offensive and defensive linemen get the shine at the 50-yard line because we only see out here the seven-on-seven, so we don't get to see the big guys because they were earlier today in the rain, I believe, uh, putting in their work on the grass field, doing their competitions, uh, carrying around the weights. Uh, I know Nick mentioned when we got here he was having some flashbacks when he heard on the whistle, but uh, looking forward to getting to see them here in about 20 minutes or so. I mean, you look around here, you see a lot of familiar faces. I mean, looking to my right out here, you see uh, David Walker talking with the Beast, Travis Bajant. Bajant rocked out in that uh, Chicago Bears merch. Saw Ezra Bajant running around with his Chicago Bears stuff on. Uh, You know, what else we got going on here, guys? I don't know, but uh, if you're going to stand there, you might want to turn that camera off. On the, I'm just trying to see what we got. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think we got we got some Martinsburg players down there. I think Rashad Reed is down there. I know. I was looking at him as uh, we kind of mentioned earlier, not too much about Rashad Reed, that he's received his uh, second Division One offer. And as we heard earlier this week, uh, after he attended the Robert Morris camp, that he received a offer from Robert Morris. Then he went to the WVU camp, didn't hear anything there. But I believe it was yesterday that he was in Loretto, Pennsylvania at the St. Francis uh, Red Flash camp, and he had posted on his social media earlier that uh, he has received an offer from them. So we'll have to see how his uh, career path takes him. Yeah, I mean, this is a big summer for, for you know, those, that junior into senior year summer for a lot of guys. I mean, all I've seen, I feel like, on our social media pages lately I had it off and you turned it back on. No, I turned it off. It was back on somehow. I don't know. But <laughs> all you turned it off and then he turned it on. Yeah. That's what, all right, what we see on social media is all these guys throwing their camp dates up, and I feel like yeah. they've got a ton of – like they're on the road for half the, the next month, I feel like. Good. Yeah, I mean, when you're trying to get recruited, it's a good way to get your name out there, obviously showcase your talents. Uh, but, you know, Colin mentioned it, you know, seven-on-sevens, they're not really for the big guys, so – uh, that's what's going to win you football games is in the trenches. And Musselman returning its entire offensive line from last year. Last year they were young and, and kind of small up front. I would expect them now to be experienced a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. Uh, and 
you know, that's Musselman football at the end of the day. I mean, they are a tough group. We know Musselman, when we talk about their basketball teams, just they play hard, they play tough. Um, so with the line returning and them having that experience up front, it could be, you know, a really good football team this year, especially if Fleming can be productive at quarterback and then uh, the running game can get going and your defense is pretty strong um, because, you know, the skill guys, you know, you love them, but the linemen are what's going to win you football games. I think that's Eric King down there. Yeah, I saw Eric was down here helping out. I didn't realize I just uh, moved the camera over for those tuning in on TV 10 that that was actually Jefferson out there on defense right now in the white because we saw the team earlier in maroon. So got to see uh, they just started the first uh, about over defensive here or drive. Over here? To the right. Oh. Yep, to oh. the right. That's Jefferson in the uh, white. I didn't realize it until I saw uh, Rockwell out there as he now. was um, the backup quarterback for Herrick. Yeah, I see that now. A lot of a uh, lot of guys getting reps here today. Who they going up against? Is that a Virginia school? Uh, I think it's Sharando. Sharando, yeah, because I yeah. see the Warriors down there. That makes sense. Because so. I know Spring Mills wasn't wearing that red, so she I didn't know who it would be. But um, the other big news in the NBA, by the way. Oh yeah, we didn't yeah, get we to haven't that. got to the Hornets. Thomas <laughs> sold Michael or Michael Jordan sold the Hornets. Yeah, he bought it uh, for. It was like $180 million years ago, and now he's selling it for million? A, yeah. He bought him for $180 million? I believe so, in 1999 or something, or 2001. It would have been like 2003 because he was playing until 2002. You're right, but he could still have owned a team. Now you can't own a team and play for another team in the league, I don't think. Tom Brady tried to. <laughs> he's still trying to. What are you talking about? He's well, retired he's now. To play. He's just trying to own <laughs> the Raiders. Apparently. But anyway um, – Jordan sells, and, I mean, Michael Jordan has become the probably the richest athlete after their playing career, like in terms of – or just in general because, I mean, he's owned teams now, and now he's selling a team for over a billion dollars. The only guy that I could think of, I don't know, it's another guy that owns a team he hasn't sold yet, but he just bought in the soccer world is David Beckham. I don't know how, yeah. who would be richer between – Soccer you make more Beckham than or Jordan. basketball typically, especially if you're one of the top guys. Yeah, because international, I mean, soccer—they're paying you ridiculous. Uh, but the fact that he played in the '90s in the NBA and has been so successful as a businessman—I mean, his team wasn't very successful. A lot of that has to do with his shoe deal, obviously. You know, those are the biggest shoes still today—the Jordans. Yeah. I know uh, Spencer was wanting some Jordans. Did you ever get those Jordans? I did Spencer? not make Aww. that purchase. You always got to be ready to ball. Exactly. Got your J's on your feet. A you couple are. other things came up. I couldn't make those purchases. But, hey, do I see who I think I see at center field? Is that Ty Lucas over there? That's who I thought I saw right in the middle of the field getting ready to help out with a uh, tug of war wearing the shepherd. I think I did because I yeah. ran into him. Actually, like this last weekend, I ran into him out and about. So I believe that's him. As we mentioned, for those that want to come down, it looks like the weather is clearing up and i believe they're here until four o'clock today uh with the seven on seven tournaments so let me double check that i am correct that it is actually it's until four thirty. so even better for you to come on down any time today to get to see these teams out here as uh we heard from coach walker earlier 13 teams out here from the region uh 
The ones locally are Martinsburg, of course, as well as Musselman. You have Jefferson here, too, and lastly, Spring Mills. So while we take a look right now, I believe it's Jefferson going back out on offense against Sharando now. So taking a look at how these guys do. I uh, know earlier, I believe this is Jefferson's B team. We got to see the A team against Martinsburg, but that no, that's sense. Rockwell at quarterback. Let's see how his arm is. I know he was a young guy that is actually originally from Berkeley Springs, so but started high school last year as a freshman and mo moving to Jefferson with his family. So there you go. Uh, but that would make sense that that's the B team, considering the other guys were wearing the maroon shirts. So I doubt they changed the shirts. Ah, see, that all makes sense, Nick. Yeah, I mentioned that. It all earlier. makes sense. Well, that's Colin why I didn't did recognize it, it at first that that was Jefferson until I saw him out there, and then I saw, of course, the JHS across the front of their shirt. But it's a lot different getting to see, I guess, a seven on seven because, as you mentioned earlier, Nick, it, it's not real football. Obviously, it's just your skilled players out there. No line, no true pressure, other than you have a four-second time limit. I believe is what they put on the quarterbacks to have to get rid of the ball and then a different scoring mechanism and the first downs you have to get I believe to the uh, 25 and then to the 10 when you start at the 40 and you only get three downs to do it so it's definitely different but it's still getting to see your guys out there and get them some experience together hey, yeah Colin. it's good to work on your passing concepts I uh, send you down there for the lineman drill you know, you nope. get to... Yeah. Uh, Let's send you down there. We'll report live from the field. Oh, report. I thought you said to go down there to do the lineman. We in high school. Absolutely not. You kicked and peaked in high school. I kicked for high school. I got to go out there during blowouts, though, to play lineman. So. At least you did something. That's exactly. true. I did something. What'd we you could ever harp do on during, you if we wanted what'd to, you ever do I'll be with nice that, uh, for once. That kick. What do you mean? What you did didn't make that kick. No, I didn't make it. He was all state. for the... Bulldog bash. I was not all state. I was all conference. Hype yourself up, Colin. You're all state. I'm not going to lie to those that are tuned in. Right it's now. like you go on the dating app and you're six three. Not Why six are we one. getting to this now? You're all state. You're not all conference anymore. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, hype yourself up. But no, I'll make yourself more appealing to the audience. Get. You're an all state kicker from now. I mean, on. I won't be able to hear you guys though if I report live from down there. So that's we'll have to do true. it the old school. Give a thumbs up, and I just go. Yeah, with Yeah, I mean that's but how we got to do it, Colin. How about we? Uh, step I'll go down there. We'll step aside now for a two minute break. When we come back, maybe we'll have Colin down on the field or making his way down to the field. But uh, we'll be back after this two minute break. You're tuned in the sports mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Back in two minutes. Have you been smoking? I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. 
Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years, specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back here to the sports mix on location, live from the Martinsburg Football 7 on 7s. The summer just getting done here. As uh, Nick, you want to move that camera to the left a little bit or widen shot, maybe wide shot it to the whole field here? as uh, things get going here. But uh, Colin is down on the f- sideline. Hopefully we'll be able to be joined by him. I don't know how far our mic will reach, unfortunately. Looking down below, there's having some food. Uh, maybe we can get him up here to talk to him about uh, his transition to Shepard and, and stuff like that, potentially how much time we got left. But um, Nick, uh, let's talk some MLB baseball. The Nationals, they made a comeback last night. They took it to extra innings and they won, uh, they were able to actually, the offense was able to come along with uh, some good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so you were able to take one from Houston, right? They were still playing that series. So uh, you're able to get that win against the Astros. Uh, again, continue to see some solid things from uh, Mackenzie Gore in the outing, and you win it 4-1. to one. So... You know, offense comes alive kind of late, uh, very similar to the Berkeley Post-14 Hornets. They come alive yeah. late. They get their stuff selves going, and uh, you find a way to win. I think what was huge in this one uh, from a, you know, a Nats fan perspective here was, was Gore. Gore and Mason Thompson, Kyle Finnegan, didn't give up a run. It was Hunter Harvey gave up a run. Carl Edwards Jr. gets the save. They only give up one run on the night, and... You know, it's 10 total Ks for the team. Finnegan struck out all three, or, you know, struck out the side in the inning that he had. He gave up one hit, though, unfortunately. But the Nats only gave up seven hits to the Astros last night, and it was that uh, ninth inning they were able to get the home run from um, Cabert Ruiz, and then he comes in in the 10th inning, and uh, he gives them, you know, another RBI, Jack, or another RBI with with an RBI there. And, and I think that's huge for their confidence heading into this home series against a Marlins team that it's this Marlins team is 38 and 31 but you know it's it's the Marlins you could you could pick them apart potentially yeah possibly uh one other thing I was gonna note there it's always uh funny if you're Hunter Harvey you get the blown saved win (laughs) yeah uh but you know that that's always good uh well not really but it's good for him we got the tug of war going on here I'm trying to see where Colin is in action, but I, I don't see him. Oh, I see him there. 
Hopefully Colin can uh, turn his mic on here, potentially give us an angle on this, but it looks like a pretty intriguing tug of war going on between Spring Mills guys, and I can't tell the other team. But definitely it's Spring Mills guys holding their own here. Can you tell who the other team is, Nick? It's one of the Virginia schools, I believe. Colin? Can you guys hear me up there? Yeah, we got you. It is really loud down there. They're already having a lot of fun. It looks like Martinsburg B just uh, beat Spring Mills B team. So that was what was going on here. It looks like uh, we got some of the region teams going on. I believe it's uh, Sharando. I don't know who it is going up against them. I know it's probably tough with all the crowd out here trying to see from your guys' camera angle. That's why I was hoping from maybe up there that you guys have a good one. But it's going to be electric down here, I feel like. you got all the skill players trying to cheer them on as best as they can. Uh, I'll try to send up Coach Sims if I can track him down for you guys as well. So back up to you, Spencer, Nick. All right, it looks like I didn't realize there was two matches going on there, but pretty intriguing regional matchup. We see Ty Lucas down there, former Martinsburg Bulldog lineman, now with the Shepherd Rams and a few other Shepherd Rams down there. Uh, but uh, they were kind of running that drill down there, Nick. Yeah, that's cool to see. Um, some former members of these teams, uh, you know, helping out guys that obviously have gone on to have success at the next level. You know, Ty Lucas may be the next Joey Fisher. That That's we're talking true. About when it comes draft time, he uh, certainly has the size, and we'll see if he ends up, you know, making his way to the NFL one day, potentially. I mean, Joey obviously didn't get drafted, but a lot of factors played into that. Uh, he, you know, is doing well with the 49ers, still with them. So uh, we'll see if he ends up making that roster. And, of course, Ty, I think, you know, big offensive lineman should be one of the leaders up front for the Rams this up. Oh, gosh, for this upcoming season. Nick just pulled out our pull our plug. Yeah, we should be good now. We're good now, but uh, my bad. Momentarily pulled the plug there, but uh, it looks like you know it's always nice during some fun in the middle. Yeah, like uh, you know, you're you're kind of you're you're trying to get guys used to you know play running plays. Oh wow! But you're you know during the seven on seven period, you're getting some guys used to running plays. Maybe not the plays you're going to run during the season, but then this is the time where they get to kind of unleash it all and, and have some fun. Yeah, I mean this is where. The linemen get to shine a little bit. You know, typically when seven-on-sevens go on, I remember in high school I was there because I was the center, but everybody else wasn't there. So I was with all the skill guys, and I always felt weird <laughs> being out there. But it, it was fun. And it's cool, I think, that uh, this event you have a few linemen competitions, so then, you know, you get the whole team bonding experience yeah. opposed to just the skill guys going out there and, you know, doing their seven on seven. Where did Colin go to? He said he was looking for Coach Sims. I don't know if he found Coach Sims, but you know, sometimes it's hard to locate Colin in a big crowd. That is very true. I, it's hard to miss his orange hat. I see him over there now. I think he's he's gathering near the Spring Mill side to see if he can get Coach Sims. Coach Sims is a guy we haven't talked to since the end of last season when I mentioned earlier on the show that he said. The youth is not an excuse anymore, so we'll have to talk to him about that quote that he gave us at the end of last season. Um, they're having some fun out there, that's for sure. You yeah. can probably hear it on our mics, which are inside of the press box. Yeah, I can't tell what schools those were, but 
Looked like the ones wearing the white and red were able to get the win. Apparently, Sims is in route or about to be in route, according to Collins. So, is Collins coming back to join us with Coach Sims? Or I don't know. I don't see Coach Sims. Well, I'm sure he'll make his way over here whenever he does. Uh, to talk about this Cardinals team that, you know, like you said, they are young, but that's not really the case anymore. I guess they're all juniors and oh, seniors Oh, there he now, is. He's so making his way up here. Should be, uh, you know, a good season for Spring Mills, and we'll see if they can get over the hump, make it into the postseason this year. Dang, they are having a lot of fun out there. But yeah, I mean, when you talk about this Spring Mills team, you got to talk about Max Anderson. He's the quarterback coming back. You know, he is one of the elite level talents across you know multiple sports in in the state of West Virginia. Nick. Yeah, uh, you know, Max is a talented guy. We've seen him on both the football and basketball, or the football field and the basketball court. Yeah. Uh, and he's a leader. He's you know not necessarily a, a vocal leader but a very talented player and here we are joined by coach right sims Q, here's coach josh sims i'm going to give you an easy one to start out with okay. the here let me potch you back up here the last thing we heard from you last season yeah when colin talked to you on the sideline of that last game that you had you said youth is not an excuse anymore what's your team been building up in the summer or in the in the weight room over the last offseason um, well, you know, it's really not even close. This was definitely our best off season in regards to uh, weight room. Um, you know, our offensive line was up there working hard. The kids really, you know, have bought in to, uh, you know, some of the new coaches on the staff, uh, Coach Badalini, um, uh, working up there with the strength team. So uh, it's been good. Coach, your team has shown some flashes of the talent uh, that's in your program over the last few years. Now that you're heading into this season with a more experienced group, what are kind of some of the expectations for the guys? Like you said, you've seen a bigger commitment to the weight room and everything, so the guys are really buying into the program. Yeah, the, the expectations are really high right now. Um, you know, I talked about last year uh, right here at the beginning in the summer and uh, right there at the beginning of uh, August camp. You know, we've really been working and building up to this year. You know, we really planned it in regards to uh, – you know, the long game and, you know, waiting to uh, um, really build these kids rather than trying to make the quick fix. So, you know, in regards to uh, this season, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, these coaches and these kids, we, we've been really been working on for about three years now. And, you know, a guy that's kind of going to be your team leader, he does it, you know, multiple sports is Max Anderson. We, you know, from what we saw on social media, he's at a football camp at a, at a college today. But what has he meant to this offseason for your team? Uh, well, you know, Max was busy a lot with basketball, which is great. You know, they had a great basketball season. Um, but, you know, once that ended, he's been up there, and Max is always a leader. Um, but, you know, some other kids have, you know, also really stepped up. You know, uh, you know, Braden Kirk, you know, at center has, has had, uh, you know, great work up in the weight room. Um, you know, uh, some of the, you know, familiar names, Nate Graham and Anthony Williams, you know, have stepped up. Uh, you know, Zach Bender, Jason Schreiner. You know, a lot of these kids have uh, really stepped up and learned how to become leaders. And, and uh, you know, of course, course always Max. But, um, you know, it's been really nice to see the uh, maturity um, and the growth of a lot of our kids. Another name you talked about last year was Keon Mills. What has he done this offseason? Uh, Keon, Keon's been great. You know, um, he kind of had his season shortened a little bit last year. He had a concussion. 
um, and probably didn't have the season, you know, he would have liked to have had. But, you know, I probably should have mentioned Keon because he's, you know, one of the kids that we keep bringing up, you know, when we talk about kids that have really become great leaders on the, this team. Um, and, and Keon has made a huge jump in that. I mean, he's one of the first guys to, uh, you know, go and help. Uh, you know the younger kids um, and that's been you know a really great thing to see see is is you know his growth and and his understanding now that as an older player he sh you know he should be there to help lead and, and help the younger guys you know grow as well coach one thing that's kind of held you back potentially uh, over the last few years is you haven't been as big up front uh, when you have a younger team that tends to be the case um, how do you feel your offensive line is going to look this year and the defensive line and how do you think you'll match up with you know the teams that have the size already coming back from you know previous years uh yeah so th that's where the excitement really is um you know uh m most coaches would tell you and anyone that doesn't tell you you know probably uh <laughs> You know, I guess isn't paying attention well enough. You know, it usually start, starts up front. You know, especially with you know the way you know offensively. You know, we're going to be designed. Um, you know, it, it's going to start up there trying to establish the run game, and, and and that's where once again the optimism is very high because you know we're probably about seven deep of very serviceable offensive linemen. You know, probably a couple possible first team. You know, all EPAC. Uh, you know, second team all EPAC guys up there. Uh, you know, Anthony Williams was, you know, a mauler last year. He's he's gotten even more athletic, more explosive, and stronger. Um, uh, Prophet Gilliam, you know, has made huge strides in the weight room and with his foot, footwork. And, you know, once again, a couple, you know, you got Todd Claxton up there, senior, who has been a kid that's been uh, in the program from the beginning. Um, he's always been, you know, the weight room uh, warrior, you know, and hardly misses. Uh, and actually, you know, his stepbrother, too, Elijah Gaynor, um, is, uh, you know, one of the stronger kids on our team. So, uh, you know, the, the guys up front is, is why the optimism is the way it is because we should be at established run game. And you've talked about, you know, the coaches you brought in. You talked about it last year. I believe last year was the first year you had Buddy Hessen on your staff. Uh, what has he meant to that defensive staff? Oh, that's been huge, uh, you know, and, and uh, you, you know, I, I really had no expectation that that wouldn't be huge, you know, uh, but he's been, you know, coaching for 30 years. He obviously, uh, you know, is, is a respected member of the community, and, and that, again, is one of those things um, where, you know, we, we need a little bit more of that, you know, when it comes to spring mills and just trying to – uh, kind of establish ourselves, I guess you could say, uh, within the community. But, you know, also, too, you know, we brought in, uh, you know, Darian Adams, you know, uh, who, who's been a coach in the area for a while, uh, Randy Sparks. Um, and, you know, you still got guys like Marcus Law who came uh, over with me who, uh, from Morgantown who is an unbelievable coach, um, unbelievable person, uh, and, and can really coach about any position. So, um, you know, in regards to our coaching staff, which once again was definitely one of the uh, – uh, main priorities for me in coming over here was trying to build that staff and and get those people in place and and when we finally feel like we're there last year the epac had four teams make the playoffs uh, you guys were arguably just a few plays away from maybe being in instead of one of those other teams how do you make sure that spring mills is one of those teams that make the postseason knowing that it's going to be a competitive conference and there's a good chance that again four teams could make it out of the epac this year yeah, uh, and I don't say this lightly. We'll make the playoffs this year. Um, uh, you, you know, like you said, we we were a play away from uh, uh, doing it last year with a, with a hail mary. Um, and then again, you know, that was a very young team. We had 
three seniors. We have 16 seniors on this team now. Uh, we're going to have about 18 juniors. Um, so, you know, we're going to be very heavy on veterans this year. Um, it, you know, the biggest thing, you know, we need to make sure that these kids keep doing what they've bought into, you know, over the past three years, you know, be disciplined, um, you, you know, play for each other, not for themselves. Um, and, uh, you, you know, this is always the thing. You cross your fingers. Hopefully we can stay healthy. You know, that's obviously something you can't control. Um, but, uh, you know, staying healthy is always important. Uh, but, uh, you know, we feel very good about where we're at as a team. And, you know, for you, you're the you're the head coach. you got to know everything that's going on. And, you know, one thing that's going to be something that I don't know if you've had to start balancing it yet or dealing with it yet is this new transfer, this one-time transfer being allowed in the state. How do you think that will affect your program? Has it already affected your program at all? Have you gotten any anyone in yet? You know, again, uh, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> you know, cross your finger. You know, we haven't. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, I'll be the first to tell you right now. Once again, uh, I'm happy with the kids we have. Uh, these kids have, uh, you know, been been in our program from, you know, the beginning. Um, and you, you know, uh, myself and, and and staff, we're we're proud of the way these kids have progressed. And you know, they went through a couple, you know, hard years to kind of get through all that stuff and uh, you know, kind of take those lumps. So uh, in regards to that, uh, like I said, uh, you know, obviously anyone's welcome. Uh, but uh, we're pretty pleased with the kids we have. That's it for us. All right. Thanks for the time, Coach Sims. And uh, we'll be back out of practice in August for one of those shows once again. Uh, thanks for coming on with us. Sounds good. We'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back here to Coburn Field, the sports mix on location at the Martinsburg 7-on-7. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Shout-out to Dylan Bishop back in the studio, keeping us on the air, online, on Facebook, and on TV10. Uh, hopefully the uh, stutter on TV10 has been fixed. Talked to Comcast last night. That was on there, and so hopefully that can get fixed. But back here, we just talked to co- uh, Coach Josh Sims of the Spring Mills Cardinals. Interesting note that you weren't able to hear hear this because you were still coming back up but he guaranteed a playoffs for the cardinals this year and that's huge for spring hills and we kind of said i mean that's the expectation now after he said the words of a uh, paraphrasing kind of there's no more excuses of we're a young team that's yeah. what he said exactly after the end of that loss to university last year when i interviewed him down on the field so hearing him say it, it, it's playoffs are bust this year doesn't really surprise me because of what he said at the end of last season. So I know it's still big words to say in June, but that has to be what you're establishing into the head of your players if you want them to come out there and prove it. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit surprised to hear it, but I guess when you think about it, your goal should be 10-0. and 0. Like every team yeah. here should think they're going 10-0. and 0. Yeah. If that's not your goal, then you shouldn't step out on the field. I think you he think guaranteed it, though. He said we'll be in the playoffs, but, I mean, same thing with – Faircloth, pretty much, by saying playoffs are bust last year. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you don't make the playoffs, then why? And that's not your goal, and that's not what you believe your team will do. Then you're not coaching for the right reason. You're not playing for the right reason. So, uh, it maybe surprised us a little bit because we've heard, I guess, from Spring Mills the last few years, you know, we're just trying to grow. We're young. And now it's like, hey, we're, we're here. We've arrived. And I think when you get to this point, but even if you're not at this point, you should think that you're going to make the playoffs just because uh, if you go out onto the field thinking you're going to lose, you're thinking you're not going to do good this season, then guess what? You're not. So, I mean, every team in the EPAC should have the goal of going 10-0, and even though that's not realistic because every team can't go 10-0. and But uh, that should be your goal. I mean, Coach Thomas says that their goal is to win the state championship, and that should be every that's team's true, goal yeah. in the EPAC. Uh, you know, obviously Martinsburg has been the team around here, but you never know what can happen. And uh, you got to believe in your program and in your guys that you're going to win a state championship. And uh, Sims is right now, his goal is to make the postseason because they haven't been there yet. But uh, we'll see if they can do that. And I think they should have that goal, and they should be a team that you look at as potentially doing it uh, this year with everything they have coming back, and now that they're bigger, stronger, faster uh, with their best offseason, according to him. All right, well, while we're kind of awaiting some other players here, we do have some interview news next week. Um, it is believed we'll be joined on the phone next Wednesday at 1220 by new Mountaineer baseball player Kyle West. I was trying to get him earlier in the week, but he is actually traveling for his official visit down there, which is Tuesday. Uh, so he'll be busy all day Tuesday and, uh, you know, getting a flight or driving down uh, from Wisconsin on, on Monday. So we'll have him on the show Wednesday at 1220 for those interested in tuning in. Uh, that should be a good interview. Definitely excited to hear what he has to say uh, about transferring. And we I'm ask. interested to wonder how the transfer portal works for college baseball. You know, what are some of the things that yeah. you talk about? Because we, we know with basketball and football there's – Always a lot of NIL money being thrown around. I don't know if that gets thrown around as much in the baseball level because they don't make as much yeah. in college baseball as you do in college football. But I'm also interested to see kind of, you know, that, you know, didn't, doing a little research, obviously not a big WVU guy, as everybody on the show knows, everybody watching knows. 
Uh, but doing some research, that should be an amazing infield. Yes, it should, and it was still Anchored a really good one West this year. Winterholds. But, yeah, West, being an addition to Coach Maisie's team, should be a lot of fun to watch uh, next year. And with those guys coming back, the expectations are even higher than they were as they were co-Big 12 champions for the first time ever. So I think the goal this year, if you're West Virginia baseball, probably has to be win the conference outright and host a regional. I think it's a winter regional and maybe win a title in the next couple of years with the team that you've got. If you can get the guys to stay and buy it, I mean, we've seen a lot of guys hit the portal, uh, but they've now they've got two infielders coming in. Yeah. So, even though things look like right now on TV10 that it's wrapped hey. up, it is not. It's just kind of a little lunch break right now. Action's still going on until 4.30 today. It was just uh, kind of ending early for the tug-of-war for the linemen, which the Martinsburg A-team it looked like from up here and looked like down there when I was down watching it in person. Um one each time they went up uh it was definitely a lot of fun you could hear the other players making sure i had to gather around of course there was a lot of trash talk amongst the schools a lot of hyping up and chants and everything going on down there but i i just feel like for some reason that's always the big energy in the day is whenever the other guys get to relax and watch the tug of war contest to cheer them on and that's why you got to see even though you couldn't really see the tug of war just everybody gather around it and go from spot to spot to make sure that they had the best viewpoint of each one that was going on. Yeah, and uh, not sure how this is going to finish out here with players potentially coming up here. Uh, but let's step aside for another break, and when we come back, hopefully we'll have a We'll player. be joined by Murphy. All right, hopefully we'll be joined by Murphy Clement. After this two-minute break, you're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' bucket trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, Go Bulldogs! 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Sports Mix on location here at the Martinsburg Football 7 on 7s. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're now joined by uh, Martinsburg offense, defensive lineman, and uh, busy man the last few days, Rashad Reed. How's it going, Rashad? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. We uh, we see been seeing you've been busy on Twitter. Big camp schedule that you have, and uh, two D one offers in the last couple of days. Yes, sir. It was uh, had to work for it, of course, but you know went to the camps, got some exposure, and got the offer. What's the last kind of like year been for you? You know, making this trip, moving up here, mm-hmm. moving to a whole new area, then getting acclimated with a whole new team, <laughs> and then just being a beast on the field that you were last year. Well, uh, it was it was a little rough at the start because, you know, I had to get the guys' respects, which I understand that. But uh, then once I got settled in, showed everybody who I was, it was easy for me. I had to come in, associate myself, get to know everybody, make people know who I am, you feel me? And then from that, it was easy. We saw you kind of join basketball mid, a little mid-season. Is that a little fun for you to get kind of, you know, off pace of just working out all the time, you know, get you know, run up and down the floor, make some shots, have some more team bonding. Yeah, it definitely was. It's a, I do to keep keep me in shape for football because I know it's a lot of running back and forth. So it's it's nice, fun, just keeps me in shape. So as Spencer mentioned, uh, it's been a busy week for you. We know started with Robert Morris's camp, uh, getting an offer there. Congratulations, WVU camp as well for a day, and then yesterday in uh, Loretto, Pennsylvania, you went to St. Francis and. I've already received an offer from them. So just, I guess, uh, tell us a little bit about what you got to do at those camps and uh, what you're looking forward to for your camps yet to come. Uh, they, uh, so at the, both camps, we did a lot of warm-ups, 40-yard, 20-yard agility shuttle, vertical jump, stuff like that. And then um, in both camps as well, we did bags, you know, footwork, hip drills, just kind of all movement stuff with hands and so-and-so. And then with the, with the rest of these camps, I just plan to look forward to find good competitors, so that I myself can improve to go against better people. For you, uh, what have been some things you've worked on this off season as you have a all-state season, a defensive player of the year in the EPAC? Uh, what are you trying to improve on heading into next season? I am very uh, focusing heavily on uh, just hand placement because in the last few years it's been all right, but if I can perfect my hand placement, I would just be so much better at the game. So what are some things that you do to work on the hand placement then? Um, I, in my off time, I kind of work it on, like, I ask my, some of my teammates to come help me, coaches. I would just work stuff over and over until I get it down, until it feels like it's just second nature, you know. For you, uh, obviously, like this summer, we've talked about what you're, how busy that you've been. Uh, you know, what are some of the other camps you got going on coming up after, you know, today? I know you had a busy weekend the last four or five days, but what's next? Um, so next on the list is Virginia tomorrow. Um, and then the Monday, that Monday, I'm going to Marshall. And then I won't have camps until July the 9th in ETSU and then uh, the 13th at Elon University. 
So we're now also being joined here by a uh, quarterback for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, uh, Murphy Clement. And Murphy, just talking a little bit about uh, Rashad and the camps that he has. I know you've had uh, plenty of camps that you're getting ready for and camps that you've already been to, including, I believe, uh, Coach Sherman was telling me you've gotten to go back to Michigan as yeah. well. Just tell us about how busy you've been as of late. Yeah, I went to two Michigan camps in the last two weeks, Wednesday, last Wednesday and then the Wednesday that just happened and then I had Penn State um, on Sunday and then I have Kent State tomorrow and then I have West No worries if you need to pull it up. Rashad had to do the same thing so (laughs) take care all the time that you need to make sure that you have it all and you don't want to miss anything out but it it definitely sounds like you've been busy and you're going to continue to both be busy and of course getting ready for the season it should be a big one but if you have it we'll let you go then i have jam you the um wednesday i think and then and then i have west virginia the end of the month and then old dominion at the end of the month also and old dominion do you do hold an offer from old Dominion? yes yes sir um you know for you we were talking with coach walker earlier and you know i think i talked to you about it when you were during baseball season uh, you know, not a lot of people respecting you around the state yeah. as a quarterback, but Coach Walker saying you're slinging it right now. Uh-huh. How does that make you feel knowing maybe you're flying under the radar in the state right now and that you can come out and be a, a really good, you know, dual-threat quarterback? Yes, sir. It, it's good because no one's obviously expecting it. So to be able to come out and do what they're not expecting is it's good because they're expecting me to run all the time, I, and I just come out and pass on them. Then it's a great, great to have. And then for you, kind of the same thing, uh, Rashad, what's your expectations for this year with uh, not just you but for, I guess, both the offensive and defensive line as a whole? I feel like uh, this year we need to just, just keep up the pressure. Yeah, we lost some of our guys, but that sh- shouldn't stop us at all. And I just hope that both sides of the line, we're going to keep working at it, keep using our techniques and what coaches teach us during practice, and we're just going to perfect it so that we become unbeatable. It's obviously a little early, but you've obviously looked at the schedule for this year. You know, a lot of different teams. You're going to face an out-of-the-country team when you go to a showcase. Uh, you know, kind of what is the schedule like for you guys? You're going to face a really good Virginia team right here at Coburn Field uh, right in the beginning of the season that's kind of going to be a, a measuring stick against a different state like you've gotten the last couple of seasons. It's, it's good. We, we love the competition. It's, it shows that we actually play competition. And to be out or to be able to come out and beat teams like that, hopefully, is it's it's a good, really good look for us. Wasn't sure if you had anything or shout out. I was just gonna, I guess, uh, ask you guys what has been uh, the most enjoyable part about today with the seven on seven for the two of you guys. Um, <laughs> honestly, probably the we we've won all the games so far, and I know our linemen won all their things so far, so. It's a good deal for the whole like squad doing good today. For for the lineman, for the lineman aspect, I definitely got to say that tug of war got real, real lively out there, man. Yeah, I was down there. I had, I had to stay out of the way. I, I was making sure not to get ran into some, some by trash talk down there. Oh yeah, we just, everybody's trash talk. But at the end of the day, you can talk trash, but as long as you know, you back it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can talk, but if you can't back it up, 
can't talk yeah. it, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So, Murph, for you and for Rashad, what's kind of like, you know, he was obviously last year, he was the new guy in town. He was telling us, you know, it took a little bit to earn the respect. But what's your guys' relationship like as offensive lineman and, and, you know, quarterback, running back, dual threat guy? It's good. and he, I know he's got my back when, like, if someone's, like, pulling or something, and I don't see him and he sees him, he's, he's going to go and get him. And I, I know, like, I don't have to ever, like, worry about someone coming because I know he'll, he'll, like, be there to stop him. I put a lot of trust in the Murph. I mean, with him being a QB, he's got to carry the team. You know, you feel what I'm trying to say? So I put a lot of trust in the Murph. If I block for him and he does his job, at the end of the day, best friends, you feel me? Yes, sir. Uh, before we let you guys go, as we only got a few minutes left, I, I feel like it's a good question for the two of you because, Murphy, you being originally growing up from uh, Berkeley Springs and then you, Rashad, um, growing up in out of state now, just moved here last year, uh, the return of Coach Walker and now him becoming the uh, head coach. Just what has it been like, I guess, for you guys getting to know him and uh, having him as your head coach, and what are you looking forward to for this season with him there? It's real good, and he's very smart. You can tell he knows what he's talking about. Um, past college coach, so he he knows a lot about the game. He's getting us right and getting us ready for the season. I uh, I definitely like him. Um, when I first met him, very nice, warming, welcoming. You know, since I watch him on film, he studies a lot, and he just knows what he's talking about all the time. So it's really just a good coach from a coaching aspect that he understands what to do and what I need to do to get better in us as a team. All right, guys, thanks for the time, and uh, best of luck the rest of the day. Sir, so thank we'll you. see you back out here in a couple months. All right. All right, that was Rashad Reed and Murphy Clement, the uh, kind of stars on offense and defense for the Bardensburg Bulldogs and uh, getting the respect they need around the state and through college offers that they've seen so far here as we begin to wrap things up on today's two-hour edition of the Sports Mix live on location from the Martinsburg 7-on-7s. We got to talk with the head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, David Walker, Brian Thomas, Musselman head coach, and Josh Sims, uh, Spring Mills head coach. We were planning to talk to Jefferson head coach Craig Hunter, but he's actually out of town. So we couldn't speak with him. And uh, obviously when you have one less coach out there, it's kind of hard to take a coach away. Yeah, we'll talk to him once uh, we get closer to the season, still with either EPAC or Access, or if we want to try to maybe get him on the uh, sports mix sometime. But nice to see all the teams out here, and it's going to be a lot of fun to get to see them for the rest of the afternoon, even though we won't be here because we got other obligations that we have to get to for later on today and into the weekend but as we wrap things up here it looks like spring mills a team is going against the martinsburg b team see what we can do here if we can potentially get some of that on there but it's definitely a fun day and a good day now after kind of the the storms that were early this morning and uh didn't know how you know good this was going to be out today with the with the weather but it appears right now at least there's a break in the weather there might be some potential weather later on today yeah i was about to pull up my phone to see what the uh forecast was i was hoping for um some positive vibes to tell people to come out here either to coburn field to enjoy the rest of the uh seven on seven or maybe come over to P.O. Faulkner for uh, some baseball later this evening for the start of the tournament for post 14 in American Legion baseball but 
looking at it, there might be some storms. I mean, it only says it's a 30% chance, yeah, I mean, so it's you a never know. It hit or miss. Could I mean, hit the mountain, could hit not hit the mountain. Around. Exactly. So I, I say for those tuning in right now, take the chance. Come enjoy a beautiful Friday right now, either for some football or for some baseball or both, because once this ends, all you got to do is drive right over about – what four minutes away to PLs? You just gotta you gotta take a weird navigation around and then you're at yeah. PL. But from like where we are, you can see it. You can see the lights <laughs> for PL, but you can't go directly there. All right, if Dylan wants to get the outro queued up for us here as uh, we begin to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix Live on location for the Martinsburg Seven on Sevens. We we'll back later on at four forty-five p.m. will be pending good weather. From P- pending no storms, we'll be on yeah. the on the broadcast even if there is rain because of uh, the turf field over there at P.O. Faulkner Park. But uh, as we wrap things up here, shout out to uh, head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, David Walker, Musselman head coach Brian Thomas, Spring Mills head coach uh, Josh Sims, as well as uh, Martinsburg football players Rashad Reed and uh, Murphy Clement coming on with us for Nick Berzellini. Dylan Bishop back in the studio. Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Blee saying so long. We'll talk to you later tonight. And then we'll talk to you tomorrow, or excuse me, Monday. We'll talk to you all weekend for Legion Baseball Action. And then we'll have another edition of the Sports Mix Live at 12.08 on Monday. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Be sure to tune in 445 for Legion Baseball Action at first pitch at 5 p.m.